0: All right, here we go.
1: Welcome to the
2: Woodward's Filmcast with Mitch Abba and Colin Ward. Let's go and make the greatest movie ever. Yeah. All right. Hammer. What the hell is going on? What a piece of junk. That's really not the case here. This is a great script. Look, here's the mic. Now you talk, Toys.
1: Here's your host, Cale Davidoff.
2: Hey, first I want to give a shout out to my pal and Michigan native Steve Kanner, who's out in L.A. right now. He works for BuzzFeed. Uh, this is really cool. I just want to, I want to just give him a little plug here because, uh, you know, BuzzFeed, they do these articles, they do little shorts, and, and Steve produces content for them, but uh, they're usually funny things. But uh, Steve, uh, he made a film called When I Saw Him Again. And it's on YouTube. You can check it out on BuzzFeed Yellow. They do, like, I guess it's, I think it's just like a section of BuzzFeed. And they, it's like a short film. It's a, it's a legitimate short film that uh, I believe Steve shot, edited, and directed himself. Written by, uh, I think, an actress in the movie. Um, there's no credits on, on the YouTube page. But uh, everyone checked it out. When I saw him again, BuzzFeed Yellow. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool model. Three million views on this, on this short already. It's just been a week. I think that's an awesome, cool model to get your short out there, Um, even through something like BuzzFeed. I mean, it's amazing how many people you can reach, and you can watch it for free. That's that's so cool. You don't need Netflix. You don't need Amazon Prime. You just need YouTube.com. So,
0: hey.
2: Go, Steve. Love it. Michigan, Michigan the native filmmaker. Um, This is uh, the WordWords Filmcast, your Detroit podcast for film, TV, news, and discussion. My name is Kale Davidoff. I'm here as I am every week with my friends...
1: Mitch, Hava,
2: and <laughs> Colin Moore, Me, Mitch, and Colin, we get together every week, we see a movie, we sit around and talk about it, and uh, we also talk about some movie, TV news, and headlines, all that jazz. Uh, this week we're sitting around, we're talking about uh, Hell or High Water, a new film from director David McKenzie, and screenwriter Taylor Sheridan, starring Jeff Bridges and Chris Pine. Um, can't wait to talk about this movie, talk about this movie with you guys. Sorry, we uh, we've been trying. We haven't done consecutive weeks in a long time. I was I was bedridden ridden sick last week. I'm still getting over it. It's damn fall weather. Something's going around. It's annoying. You know, it's 70 mm. degrees one day, it's 60 degrees, then it's 90 degrees.
1: I cannot mm. wait for it to get cold.
2: Yeah. Whoa. No, yeah. I can't. I, I want it to. It, it stays stay one way. It's Michigan. the hottest
1: summer in decades.
2: Yeah, I don't want it to get cold though. I, don't I want like, it to get cooler.
1: The thing with cold weather is that you can always put more clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> With hot weather, there's only so much you can do.
2: Wait, quick. What makes you want to go see, if you had to choose, which, what makes you want to see a movie more? Hot weather or cold weather? It's extremes.
1: Ooh.
0: Hot, I think I see more hot weather. So when you're it's
2: like, really you're hot out, I like to
0: air go into a cold, a cold theater. Yeah, that's yeah. true.
1: But there is something cozy about seeing a movie in the winter. Yeah, I, I don't Nostalgia, know. I'm more of a winter almost. movie
2: guy. I don't know why. Well, that's when all the good movies come out. That's true. Hey, and we're starting that season. Now. We're, guys, we're officially done with blockbuster season. I mean, if there really was one this summer, <laughs> yeah. but we're here now. We're in September. We're kind of. I think the high, Hell or High Water is a kind of bridge into uh, into the, bridge the, the, over the Oscar season that we're going to get into. Troubled really quick. High Water. <laughs> um, really quick story time. I got to tell you guys. I went to LA, Ooh. visited Liz this weekend. Did two really cool movie things. So I wanted. I wanted to tell you guys about them. On Saturday night. We did this Sinesbia thing that's very popular in L.A. Uh, they show movies at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Yeah, very cool. That. Like it weird. was, and it, it sounded cool. And then we got there, and it was creepy because we we're like, oh my god, we're walking through like graves, You're standing on gonna, dead yeah. people. And then you get to an open field, <laughs> and there's like thousands of literally thousands of people sitting around, and we watched Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds in wow. the cemetery at night. It was creepy and cool and awesome, and does you it know, hold up? You gotta take old scary movies to <laughs> and some of them, you know, like I think Psycho is is still creepy, yeah. no matter what. Um, uh, I think Rear Window is still a thriller, no matter what. It still gets me every time I watch it. Uh, the Birds is Hitchcock's. Not it's like it's very surface level horror. You know, it's literally just about birds that attack. There's nothing more about it, um, but it's fun. It's not scary, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's a movie you can appreciate, mm-hmm. right? There's a lot of, like, horror elements that probably were uh, taken from that film. What else did you do? Okay. And then Liz surprised <laughs> me with John Williams tickets at the Hollywood Bowl on Sunday night. Wow. Um, which was just an absolutely amazing experience. I can't think of m- there's a few musicians maybe that are alive today that I would really want to see. More than John Williams, if I can even think of one or two, it was a really amazing experience with the LA Philharmonic, who did record the Force Awakens uh score for John Williams, like I know him, and uh, <laughs> uh it was just amazing. And, and I and I had this moment, it was really cool. He was like very charismatic and he talked to the crowd and he was very appreciative. Everyone had these lightsabers and he was like, This is the coolest thing you guys do, it's awesome. Um, he also like, he was he said, This was like the coolest thing for me, was he said. When Kathleen Kennedy came to me and said, do you want to write music for Star Wars Episode 8? He said, honestly, I was like, I don't know. And then he thought about it for a second, and he told the crowd. He was like, but what brought me back was, I'm so captivated by the character of Rey, and I don't want anyone else writing music for her. Oh. I thought, like, I got everyone chills, and that was just absolutely beautiful. Um, I, don't, I had this moment where, like, like, I feel like our children and next generation... Is not going to ever experience anything that Like what everyone did at the Hollywood Bowl that night In the sense that there will, I don't think there will ever be another film composer With as much gravitas as John Williams uh, to, to see a film composer live In the atmosphere that I saw on Sunday night I feel like the next generation of moviegoers Are just not going to know what that's ever like Because mm. film scores aren't made like that anymore really And they're not made at the, at the frequency as, as John Williams did from the 70s to now Mm-hmm. Um, and you know The way he comes out Like a rock st- I mean he did like th- Two encores I mean it's crazy It was like <laughs> literally Like a rock concert But it's Classical face paint. Orchestral, <laughs> orchestral music And I don't know I
1: just, <laughs> He was wearing Darth Maul
2: face paint He just came out like. <laughs> he, 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 Basically <laughs> yeah, yeah So it was very awesome uh, Thank you Liz For g- mm-hmm. taking those I, It was really funny I, I, I flew in on Friday night And I saw people On Facebook and Chuck, he, he, he played Friday Saturday and Sunday and I saw people on Facebook, and they were, like, checking in at the Hollywood Bowl and John Williams. And I, I was joking, but I saw it. I looked at Liz, and I was like, oh, John Williams at the Hollywood Bowl, night? Wow, we really fucked that up, didn't we? <laughs> Liz. And she went, oh, uh, well, I guess I'm going to tell you now. <laughs> so I kind of ruined the uh-huh. surprise.
0: but well, you know, Liz rarely does anything right, and that sounds like um, something <laughs> she that she got right. right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, no, gotcha, Liz. <laughs>
2: if she even listened. (laughs) I'd still zing
0: you from across the country.
2: (laughs) So that was was off my bucket list. How were your weekends, guys? Labor Day. How was it?
0: I worked so much. Yeah. I worked Friday, Saturday, and then all day Sunday. And then I got Monday off. But, like, we're... My... The shop I work at were closed on Mondays anyway. So, oh, like, so it's not mon- every <laughs> holiday that falls on a Monday never feels like a holiday.
1: You're like, for thanks, me. boss. So, yep. Memorial Day and mm-hmm. other things.
2: Uh, Mitch, yep. you got lost at sea.
1: Yeah. It was like the shallows, but there were no sharks. And I wasn't wearing a bikini. Um, no, I was. It's like Jaws, but there was yeah, no John Williams
2: music or sharks.
1: My roommate and I took uh, Sea Dews out to um, Gull Island, where my grandparents have a place on Harsons Island. So we took these rental sea Which you can't drive to, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, an island it's a, Yeah. Well, I mean Well, Harzins Island you can take a ferry to But Gall Island is where Jobby, right, so Noo- Jobby Nooner is right. So which
2: it's is, boat or nothing though.
1: Yes, yeah. boat or nothing um, So a few miles down the South Channel Toward Lake St. Clair At the mouth of the St. Clair River is Gall Island We took these rental sea down there My sea starts making noise It's like not kicking over into gear or something And it's kind of making me nervous We're like, alright let's hook him up and let's take the long trip back <laughs> like a few miles back. We hook everything up and he starts towing me back and we switch off for a second. Cause we're trying to like feed look into the intake, see if something got jammed in there. And then we start towing mine back and his stops it just completely like blows a fuse, no connection whatsoever, no electrical signal. So we're like dead in the water. We had to uh, wave a boat down. They came and they towed us to the old club, which was pretty nearby, which is a like hundred plus year old, extremely fancy country club with like hundred year old houses on it on Harson's Island. So I'm like walking around their their clubhouse without <laughs> shoes on, without a shirt like just dialing numbers because I didn't bring a cell phone number or I didn't bring my cell phone, like dialing the numbers that I had. I called my sister in Colorado so she could give me numbers to everyone that that's fine. Uh, Cause we I don't, knew she'd we don't pick remember up numbers. Yeah, anymore, cause, yeah. so I'm like, okay, I wrote out right down all these numbers. It was like three plus hours until we finally, my dad and um, a family friend had, drove their, our boat down to pick us up and tow us to the nearest boat launch and then wait for the rental company to come and pick it up. And I am so burnt and sore because I was well, planning a, on being. An adventure. It's like, yeah, yeah, I was oh, planning like, on being gone for a half hour and didn't put sunscreen on. Didn't bring a cell phone. So
2: always put sunscreen on. Yes. Did you walk into the country club and go off? I knew I was going to the club today, I wore, wore a tie. Did you say anything like that? No, no it was. No, it
1: was more of like a, just like how the fuck am I going to get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> like what? What am I supposed to do? We right have no now? time for quips. <laughs> you should have seen these yachts, though. We had to like. To protect ourselves from the waves from the channel, we got pulled into a little um, marina area with a break wall. And to protect ourselves from the waves, we like pulled the seedus behind this like sixty foot yacht. <laughs> it, which had its own CDOs on the back of it. Uh, that sounds like it was, a good way to
2: crash a party. Yeah. It was. seemed like it. Help us! Yeah, Steve, we need to be rescued. My roommate with champagne Steve. and bikinis. <laughs> right.
1: My roommate Steve was sitting on the the CDOs waiting, and he said a girl who was like obviously a member of the club came by. and started asking him questions and like you know flirting with him and. And she was like, "So, how's your day going?" And he's like, "Well, it was fine until our cedars broke down, and then like she just like walked away." <laughs> <laughs> I can't associate with you guys. Oh, they're I will poor. See you later. Oh,
0: you rented these? <laughs> <laughs> Wait,
1: you mean someone else's? <laughs> you mean you don't own things? <laughs>
2: Well, we all Other than that, good good weekend. This weekend, I I saw an Oscar uh, winner on Sunday night, but you saw an Oscar winner last night at the Palace, right? I did, yeah. Tell yeah. us about Adele. Colin.
0: Yeah, I so saw Adele's in town, and uh, I bought plain, these tickets like, tonight too. Yeah, as we t- record, two nights, yeah. two sold out nights at the Palace. I went last night with my roommate, and uh, I bought the tickets like a year ago um, for Chris, for Christmas when they went on sale. So, so, I feel like it was all like a year leading up to the show, and uh, I didn't disappoint. It was a beautiful show she sounded incredible of course i mean that's obvious and i loved how much she talked to the audience too it makes it seem like so personal and for it being in a huge arena with the palace is it felt so intimate and so like she was talking directly to you and it was great i just loved hearing all her thought process on writing as she introduced the songs and where she was in her life when she wrote the songs and um it was just a very, very beautiful production. Um, yeah. I it was read, great.
2: I read Adam Graham's uh, review of it in the Detroit News today, and he, that's all he was saying. Like, I think that was in the headlines. Like, Adele makes the palace intimate, mm. which is, you know, hard to do sometimes. Yeah. I and mean, he said it felt like a smaller show, even though yeah. it was a sold-out palace.
1: Clearly, you guys have never seen Trans-Siberian Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I was a
2: few rows from Justin Timberlake at the palace. That, Ooh. Was, that was intimate. Mm. Um. Yeah. Um that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: it was. It was it was a great show. I didn't, I didn't like it's one of those. the better shows I've I've seen um in my life, I think.
2: Now, how well do you know her catalog? Like pretty do you know every song? Yeah. So I'm just curious, does someone like Adele, Does she play new material at all last night?
0: Well, she had her new album that came out.
2: But I mean like I'm saying things that aren't recorded. Does mm. someone like her ever do that? Like go out and sing something that's like she's working on.
0: Or just
1: random um, old song that she has. Any
2: produced? covers
0: mm, Well she sang a cover that she did off of her first record of Bob Dylan. Oh yeah. Song. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um no no, I think she well, she doesn't tour that often and right. she, she has three albums that like people want to hear. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think she's planning on releasing any new music anytime soon either. It takes takes a few years. To, yeah, I don't know,
2: I'm just curious to write her music because I, I she's very she seems very deliberate and methodical with that stuff. Like, I mean, she could pop out an album every year if she wanted to and make a billion dollars, but I always yeah. feel, I feel like she like she like a recluse, right? She like goes off. Oh and makes yeah, yeah. Albums and, for like yeah. When
0: she was talking about this, she was she was like, you know, when I like when I'm not on the road, like I don't do anything with a paparazzi. I don't like yeah. Like I, I and it's not because and she she goes it's not because I want to like hide from you guys and like don't want to like share th- moments with you I just want to make sure, when I do come back that like it feels special and that you're excited to see me and you're not like tired of me. Yeah, I,
2: I can appreciate that. That's 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 cool. Um,
1: I I'm pretty sure that one of the waiters at the old club was named Oscar.
2: Oh, okay So we all had some Oscar <laughs> interactions this week I would assume I don't know um, <laughs> um, We also Before we get into our movie Hell or High Water Which um, In light of your events I was surprised to find out This had nothing to do with water I had nothing I had no idea what this movie was about When I walked in There's <laughs> no water in West but, Texas um Anyways, they do we say it before in the movie, we talk though. about the movie. They just say it before we talk about the movie every week. We try to do a little uh, headlines and stuff. We, we we didn't do a show last week, so the biggest movie news in the last couple of weeks was uh, Gene Wilder's passing, which yes. um, surprised many people. Maybe it didn't surprise few. I mean, I, he was old, so it, as, it is sad he did live a long, wonderful life, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you guys, but it, it's it's just another one of the i mean this year has been absolutely crazy mm-hmm. i feel like it's not like more people are dying this year but it just seems like people at least that affected me growing up a lot of them are passing away i think we'll probably that's see that's kind of how that's gonna that's be gonna, from now on. Be. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and i i don't i'm not trying to take the spotlight away from g wilder but for you know for years i mean because he's 90 i think now i've been i've been like when's when's Mel brooks gonna you know like that's gonna really devastate me when that happens, mm. and then this happened mm-hmm. because Bell Brooks and Gene Wilder to me, I mean, those are two filmmakers and actors that really influenced my stupid fucking humor that I have today. Same uh, as a child. Yeah, um, very same. And and I'll also say in, in Mr. Moore's eighth grade film class, which was my first, which was my first. Academic look into cinema, we dissected heavily Young Frankenstein, yeah, which was you know I've it's always really? been in my yeah it's always really? been. You watched gr- that, that was a great choice for for twelve and thirteen year olds, honestly, because it's something that we thought was hilarious, but also you know that movie was up for Oscars or maybe one Best Screenplay or something. So it's a really good movie. Um, and it's always stuck out in my mind as something special. You guys have Gene Wilder memories?
1: Yeah, Blazing Saddles is my all-time favorite.
2: But that well, that wouldn't his. show to a twelve-year-old necessarily. That would you could never you couldn't make that movie <laughs> and my, today. And my parents didn't want me to see that movie for a long time. See, that was
1: like one of the first ones I saw that my dad, Lucky like showed me. Uh, yeah, I have a, you know, I grew up with not only Monty Python but Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder movies. Like the, yeah, right,
2: they're heavily scorched. influential
1: on my humor and uh, sensibility. And he is just great in those movies. <laughs> so. That's There's not much you more are, you can right. say about it.
0: Yeah, I, I I haven't seen a lot of his movies, to be honest. I mean, I saw, I've seen uh, Willy Wonka, of course, uh, Young Frankenstein, and I think the producers, and I think that's been it.
1: Didn't I lend you Blazing Saddles I early on? Yeah, I know, I didn't watch it.
2: What? I feel like we should all get together and watch that, because Mitch is right, that movie would probably not... Well, I don't know. There's no. offensive movies made today. But yeah, but it's, But it's a certain kind of like it's not it's, like it's not mean really offensive. offensive.
1: It's, it's like it's satirical yeah. and makes fun of stupid
2: racists and right. morons. Right. Um yeah. It does. Mm-hmm. Very explicitly. Um <laughs> Very. I have you guys ever seen The Frisco Kid? This is like a this is a movie I don't think so. I think in seventies I think it was before Star Wars, it might be I think it is. Where it was, it was Harrison Ford and Gene Wilder. It's like a wild west movie. <laughs> that
1: sounds familiar.
2: But Gene Wilder is a Easter Euro- Eastern European Jewish rabbi who's trying to make his way to San Francisco. It's I think it's hilarious. In the I watch west. it every once in a while, yeah. And it's I think it's really funny. It's, okay. it's one of my other favorites of his. Um
1: Isn't his character in in uh Blazing Saddles, not the Frisco kid, but isn't like the
2: Cisco, the Waco, the Waco, Waco kid, kid yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Which I think came Shot before me in the, ass. <laughs> the Frisco kid, um, yeah, and also the Richard Pryor movie. The Hear no evil, see no evil is that's a hilarious fucking movie. So Gene Wilder, man, that's, that's a legend. Going. i I also I wasn't really into. Willy Wonka. Me neither.
0: I've just never heard of that movie. I have I mean, I've seen it multiple like as a, times. As a
2: kid, though, you, I know so many people that are like, that was my childhood movie. But, like, I never really got into it. I don't know.
1: No. I never found it that funny. I think if I watched it again, it would be like, this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah, I think well, it yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the, the scene a few times where they go in the tunnel with all the, like, insane hallucinations and, like, Footage of like bugs and you know things dying and like like this is for kids. <laughs> like, like, he's just standing there like delighted at as everyone's freaking out. <laughs> uh,
2: Someone recently told me that they, they, yesterday that they saw it for the first time in a long time and they were like that was much more sadder than when I watched it as a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bright colors. They're gonna be in theater for like a day. Maybe this maybe it already happened, but but Blazing Saddles and. Uh, Oh. I think they're... Willy Wonka. I think Warner Brothers, I believe, are yeah. putting it out there for a couple days. AMC oh. Theaters. Yeah, I AMC think. Theaters are doing it. Right.
1: Oh, I don't know cool. how long. I think I just read that Young Frankenstein Young Frankenstein will be 500 screens. So that's a lot. That's, oh, cool. That's a good opportunity to see it on the big screen.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Watch Knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, do not open this Door. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah. thing. It's laughs> open the and he door. He goes in there for one second. He goes, open the door, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, other news. Uh, Venice Film Festival. The film festival, uh, the fall film festival circuits are going on. They're starting up now. Yeah. Telluride um, and Telluride Venice? and Venice and Toronto coming up. Uh, Colin, what can you tell us about the Venice? Film Festival
0: that it's going on currently uh-huh. um don't, don't no there's no no awards have been um handed out yet they must so be this weekend yeah I think they're this weekend but, but there's um buzz there is buzz. A, buzz. Um, buzz a couple of movies caught my eye um it seemed Manchester by the sea which is um a Casey Affleck Kyle Chandler movie All right. um, it's got him pretty great reviews
1: yeah um, they're saying Casey Affleck he might be the front runner
0: it's good. I like him, and he's he very good. Uh, never, you know. It seems like he never gets
1: right. He's a better actor than his brother. He, yeah, definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, That's for sure. Bleed for this, which is a Miles Teller movie about a boxer. Um, supposed to be pretty good. Well, I, I don't know if the movie's supposed to be pretty good, but I know I heard really good uh, things about Miles Teller in it. Mm. Um, La La Land, uh, movie that we've been talking about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, received a lot of praise hacksaw ridge the new mel gibson movie um as mitch reported earlier a 10 minute standing ovation
1: (laughs) yeah that's unreal um we'll see i i read that there were some like hacky moments in that movie not (laughs) pun intended um like, it had some, like, you know, stereotypical uh, sappy war drama type moments in it. But I hear, um, obviously, if something gets a 10-minute ovation from filmgoers, then they liked something. But my problem with war movies is they're taxing. <laughs> and I, they're tough to watch. <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm also dreading seeing it. But the, the subject matter is interest me, and I'm curious to see what Andrew Garfield does. With a role that is in (laughs) Spider-Man I'm interested actually To
2: see Sam Worthington In a movie again I don't know Oh yeah He plays like his Commanding officer Like Avatar Terminator
0: Salvation Oh yeah It's been
2: I mean I'm sorry I had to I had to place the face For a little bit He's one of those guys and We can talk about Chris Pine too But he's one of those guys that I'm always Waiting for him to like Do a uh, Basically like an Oscar role Or something And But he kind of faded out After Like I don't know Huh? Forgot like about like any, other, any other movies of note? Or is that basically? I mean, those are big ones. What other well, right?
0: ones? Those were the ones that caught my eye. Arrival,
2: Amy Adams' sci-fi
1: movie directed by Villeneuve, who mm-hmm. did Sicario, which we'll
2: also talk about. All right. This is, I saw a trailer for. The, this is the she's like a linguist.
1: Yeah, it looks like Contact almost.
2: Meets third. Johnny Foster.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like a like a philosophical slow sci-fi movie, which I like. I like those kinds of movies.
2: Well, and if that's any indication that Denis Villeneuve is the right man for Blade Runner. True. Cool. But, yeah, uh, but we haven't movie. seen the movie yet, but I'm just right. saying, that you're right, Arrival looks in that story. But
1: people show. liked it, they said. So, we'll
2: that's see. Good.
1: And they're, they're talking about that possibly being a spoiler at the Academy Awards, which would be a first in a
2: long time for science fiction movies. Um, what are the, what are, out of these movies, What what is interesting you guys the most? In terms of like, what do you want to see?
0: Uh, I'm really excited for for La La Land now that it's. I know it's been received received well. Um, there's also a Tom Ford movie that's coming out, which I loved, A Single Man, a few years ago. So this is a follow up to that. That um, has Amy Amy Adams and Jake Gyllenhaal in it. That I'm really looking forward to because if one thing Tom Ford knows, it's style and. Uh, beautiful colors so I'm, it's I'm gonna look good I'm, I'm go very excited to, to watch that movie
2: Mitch you have a out of all these these are the, if you were at Venice which one were you itching to see uh La La
1: Land and I think Manchester by the Sea because I do like Casey Affleck a lot and it looks like a good drama um mixed with you know some comedy so it kind of looks like a, a lot like to me just looks uh like local hero you know local hero Burt Lancaster Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's old. It takes place in Scotland or Ireland. Scotland. Check it out, guys. It's worth it.
2: <laughs> um I'm excited for Lovely. I'm glad to hear that it's getting some good reviews. I hope it doesn't disappoint. We were talking, I think off the show last time about how there's a Damien Chazelle movie who uh directed Whiplash. Actually, and wrote some of Tenenbaum's Cloverfield Lane, I believe, right? Yes. So we've actually seen well, yeah. I, on this podcast we've kind of discussed one of those films, but um I just I was I saw Whiplash I loved it but I was like that could easily be a one-hit wonder, I was like that guy just everything lined up and it worked out but like I could see that guy, not doing anything that good again. But La, La Land looks amazing. It looks, it looks already looks richer than than Whiplash to me, and that's good.
0: I just I typically don't like musicals. Movie musicals. Right. I
2: don't know. I, I don't, like, how musical do you think it's gonna be? I you know me. Have you I'm, seen
0: some the trailer? <laughs> like Well yes, but
2: but like these aren't necessarily I mean, I I imagine Emma Stone can sing pretty well. I don't know about Ryan Gosling's chops. I mean you hear it in the trailer, yeah. it's more like slow piano, not it's not yeah. like bursting with life musical. Yeah, it's singing. not
1: yeah, it doesn't seem like plot driven music. I
2: wonder I mean, I'm this is gonna have like three or four songs in it performances probably right you think this is like a ten song musical I don't know I hope now I hope it is I'm all about it I we've had this discussion
0: I well that's the thing I love musicals but I, it's very hard for me to find a movie musical I like maybe I'm too critical to do
2: it them. good again I know and maybe Damien Giselle can do it I, I still don't think that this is I think this will be more drama than than musical when it comes down
0: to it oh there's all there's those like two shots I always see in the trailer of like Emma stone like getting ready with like hair dryers and like they like throw like glitter in the air, and then like they walk down the street, and they're like strutting, and they're flipping
1: their skirts. It I'm seem like, very uh-oh. stylized. It does. I hope, I hope it is. I just, yeah, you know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it looks it looks fun.
2: Um, I'm also interested in Hacksaw Ridge a lot. I mean, I'm interested I'm interested in Mel Gibson as a person. <laughs> I'm always I just, you know, what is this guy's deal? Who knows? There's I don't know who it was. I forget. I, mean, I don't know what magazine or you know, quote unquote magazine website had this uh, interview with him, but there was a great somewhere out there at, at Venice was a great interview. Like it's a long interview with Mel Gibson and it gets into his psyche a little bit on movies. Mm -hmm. Um, one of which was, I just thought it was really interesting. He was like, he was saying he doesn't get these movies that are like $200 million. Like he doesn't understand how you can spend that much money on a movie, which I thought was really fascinating. He likes to keep the, he's in the $40 million range and, Mm -hmm. and they always look more expensive than that. So, um, very fascinating. He said that Batman vs. Superman was a piece of shit. I thought that was interesting too. Um, I wonder if very candid. Yeah, I don't know. It's he's fascinating. I'm sure he sucks as a person. There's no uh, doubt in my mind. Well,
0: did he call the interviewer sugar tits by chance?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just you know it was, we had this conversation maybe last yeah. week or two weeks about can like, you separate the art from the artist all that shit, but like, I mean, obviously he's probably a piece of crap.
1: There's a great South. They do a great job yeah, in South, South Park, Park of showing of with like depicting him he's just like a crazy person and they're like like say what you want about Mel Gibson but goddamn does that no man know something about story structure yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows his way around a story or something
2: like that, yeah. <laughs> and It's true. It's so, very true. Yeah. Um,
1: was Apocalypse... No, The Beaver was his last film. I don't think anybody saw that. Did he direct? I don't think he was just starring He was just starring it? I thought he directed
2: Because I thought Jody Foster directed that one. I think Apocalypse... Apocalypse was his last director job.
1: Honestly, I don't think he's directed a bad movie. Well, he's done like
2: four. but yeah. That's And I don't think Mel Gibson goes good. back to school. The TV movie documentary counts. <laughs> um, I'm sure it was good, though. I have not seen The Passion of the Christ. I actually... Like, I want to. I've always wanted. I just never, you know, when am I sitting around being like, yeah, you what know, I want to see right now?
1: I really want to be watching The Passion yeah. right now. <laughs> but
2: I, I have a certain amount of respect that I always had for the production value, so to speak, that appeared to go into that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they speak from Aramaic. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. basically, you know, speaking Aramaic is like, yeah. that's going the extra mile. So, yeah. kudos. Even whatever crazy motivation there was for making the, that movie and the way it was made. But, um,. Again, the guy knows his way around story, right? Have you guys seen that? Have you seen Passion?
0: Oh yeah, of course.
2: I haven't. Is it good?
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's not like again, it's not like something that I think I've seen more than one time. But it's it's like a beautiful looking movie, and Jim Caviezel is incredible in it, and the makeup is disgustingly amazing and.
1: When was the weird. last time you guys watched Braveheart?
2: You know, I catch parts of it on TV a, a <laughs> lot throughout my life. It's a very... I, mean, I haven't it's, sat down and watched the whole thing since I was 11 or 12. Probably. It's a
1: very 90s movie. Like, there's a lot of weird, yeah, like, cheesy. 90s tropes in it. It's cheesy. Yeah. but It's entertaining.
0: I always put it on that fall asleep. <laughs> My favorite that.
1: part is when he goes. He.
2: Not. I'm just saying. One <laughs> watching that movie and be like, ah, I'm gonna doze off. Yeah.
1: My favorite part of that movie is when he. It's after he's been betrayed by like the men who are supposed to back him up in battle. Spoilers. And spoiler for the 20 year old movie. Uh, and he, and he, uh, he like rides into that guy's like quarters with a horse somehow. Yeah. And like. Just stares at him for a really awkward moment, and then bashes him in the head with a like ball and chain. And then they, they come up, they come up to like you know kill him, and he just like takes the horse and dives out the window. And the horse looks so goddamn fake; it just turns into this like immobile like wooden like brick just <laughs> falls out the window as he goes with it.
2: Oh. Well, you know, that's where he was like, I don't want to spend two million dollars <laughs> yeah. on <this>. yeah, <laughs> <right. laughs> Bring in the wooden horse. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> Trojan war this yeah, shit. Yeah, it worked for them. <laughs> it looks hilarious. <laughs> um, I think that's basically it for movie news, right guys? I mean, yeah. If yeah? <laughs> you, you say so. You got any
0: more? No, I don't have any more.
2: Anyone yeah. got, got things they got to catch up on before we get into hell or high water? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm scratching my nose. My nose is just. Well, uh, let's get into it. Let's get into this movie of the week, which I, uh, as I said, I had no idea. I do this, in, I did this intentionally. I had just no idea. I didn't know who was in this movie mm-hmm. um, at all. And it's it's not hard to do that with this kind of movie. I mean, I didn't see one trailer for this on TV. I haven't seen posters for it anywhere. Which maybe I don't understand. I and mean, we can talk about that later. Or I don't really understand the lack of marketing for a movie like this, but. um Hell or High Water, directed by David McKenzie, written by Taylor Sheridan, uh, who wrote Sicario. Taylor did, and we saw that movie last fall and interviewed that. Check that out. On he the also wrote page.
1: Sons of Anarchy.
2: Uh, yeah, he's he's got a lot. Of, let's see what he's got here. And you watch? That, I don't watch that. But
1: director David McKenzie also he I don't really recognize much of what he directed, but I did see his one of his early films, Mr. Foe, with Jamie Bell. It's all right. It's <laughs> all right. It's pretty indie. It's weird. There's a very strange like stepmom incestuous sort of thing going on in that movie. Oh, yeah. I'm into that. I was uncomfortable at 17 years old watching that movie.
2: Yeah. D- director David McKenzie got this pretty long list from 2000 to now of movies he's directed that I I don't know any of them.
1: I believe you know he's a Scottish do. director.
2: Okay. He, Scottish. uh, is, yeah, he's born he from in the UK, Scotland. um, So I'll say out the gate that this movie makes me want to see what else he got up his sleeve. Um, So let's get into Hell or High Water, starring Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, and uh, Ben Foster. Um, Let's go around and do initial thoughts. Anyone itching to go first on this one? Mate, you were pushing us to see it, I think, a little bit. Yeah, I had not heard about it until you brought it up. Yeah. Uh, what were your first thoughts on Hell or High Water?
1: I saw this at the Royal Oak Main Art Theater before it kind of got pushed to the other ones. Right, because I saw like, it at MJR. Yeah, I saw enjoy. it like the first weekend that it came out because um, I heard good things, and I was like, oh, Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine, interesting. Ben Foster, I like him. He's great, and U- 310 to Yuma, and there's uh, other stuff in it. And <laughs> I, I wasn't really sure what to expect, uh, um, and I ended up like loving it uh, a lot. Uh, it was probably one of the best like modern westerns I've ever seen, and um, it comes close. It, I, you can't really compare the two because they're different subject matters, but it, it's very similar to No Country for Old Men in terms of like really embodying that that region and yeah. that uh, the people of that region. Uh, except this takes place in the modern day, and No Country takes place in the '80s, uh, and yeah i really i loved it um it is coen brothers-esque it does, has great music amazing performances and it's its relationships and the characters relationships and dialogue are so well written and funny um that you really care about these people and t- during it you're not really you're kind of rooting for both groups that both yeah. you know the brothers robbing banks and the sheriff Jeff Bridges trying to stop him. Um, and it's a complicated, it's, it's simple, but complicated movie, I think. And I think it's definitely worth seeing. And I recommend everyone go see it. Cause I think it might be my favorite of the year right Ooh. now.
2: Colin.
0: Yeah. Um, I like you Kale. I, I really didn't know anything about going into this movie. Um, i like, I never saw a trailer. I didn't read any synopsis. And I, uh, I love that. I I didn't really even know that Jeff Bridges was in it. I, um, I for sure didn't know. I knew that, that Ben Foster was in it, and uh, I was really um really impressed by this. I, I think it was a solid all around um uh, film that was really patiently directed, um really well acted by everyone, um and extremely well written. I don't think it um dives in in, into any new um new themes or territories with its subject matter but it executes the themes that it does bring up very well um i don't know if neo-western is a thing but uh if i had to call a film a neo-western i think this is a perfect example for it
2: Yeah, I'm trying to place it as, a. I mean, it's like, I, mean, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, you think. It's, a, it's like a bank robber movie. Bank robbers. Not necessarily. Like,
0: sheriffs and Native Americans trying to catch them. Yeah, yeah. That it, but in the trip? backdrop of, you know, recession hit West Texas. Right. It's, um,
2: yeah. yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Again, I didn't know anything, which, which helped me because I was guessing kind of the whole thing. I was like. I didn't it was like oh right away I was like this is a bank robbing movie okay that's cool and also right away like it's hilarious like I he's wearing the ski mask but I was like oh Chris Pine's in this movie (laughs) I mean you can fucking see his face under it basically (laughs) you can't hide those eyebrows um but I was really and and I'll just touch on this quick because I mentioned earlier I'm always waiting for Chris Pine to do a movie like this um I think I mean I think they like kind of pretty bored him up a little bit in this movie but he he has the acting chops to do he, they did but that's a hair and makeup thing not a chris pine
0: thing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and
2: but i'm saying like i could see him doing more i want him to do more movies like these and stop trying you know i do captain kirk sure but like don't ever do jack ryan again like don't don't be doing those things because he should be focusing on the shit and i was like pleasantly surprised to see him in a movie like this and doing very well um i love this movie I think yeah, Colin. It didn't really do do anything new. It didn't bring up new ideas or anything. Um, and I do think it's simple, Mitch. Um, but also, it's crafted and formatted in a way where, like, I was genuinely surprised by some of the turns it took in a couple spots. Um, and that was just a good ride. It was. I mean, it was honestly, it was just entertaining more than anything. It's not. It's not something I'm going to dwell on. I don't think that the themes of like banks and money and all that shit i don't think it's any thing i'm going to think about for a long time but like i was it was a fun ride and it was funny like they the way they Mm -hmm. did humor in this movie was really impressive because it's not a funny story Um, no
1: there are funny very funny moments and and and, and and,
2: and even a lot of the humor there shouldn't be funny necessarily and you talk about blazing saddles yeah, um, it's kind of interesting that this is. We brought that up. That's a different type of humor. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it's not. I mean, in a way, it's 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 like uh, you know, talk about like offensive-driven humor.
1: Like right. I, I
2: think in a way, like the way they did it in Grand Torino wasn't really funny. It was well, more like you're laughing at these people. But the way that these two characters interacted, uh, Jeff Bridges and and well, Gil, Birmingham,
1: Blazing Saddles is a is a farce. I know, a spoof, but like. This is just, um, down to earth. Yeah, right. Yeah, the
0: humor to me came from you know these Brothers. two these two guys are like they're obviously insanely important to each other, and it's the way you tease mm-hmm. right. your best friends. Right. Yeah. Right.
2: Um, but it's an, it was just impressive to do it. I mean, they're they're even walking a line of like, is this movie becoming funnier than it should be? but it doesn't really get too funny. I don't know. It was perfect. Good mm-hmm. balance. Good Absolutely. Balance. Yeah. Um Where do we where do we start? I, I don't, do we start with performances? Is that I mean is that a good place to jump off here? Or I like guess so. well, I guess for each of you I mean, what was the thing? To, for me it was I thought the script was the best part. Like mm-hmm. it, I that's again I don't think anything else really um It's going to linger with me other than that it's well paced it's well structured it's entertaining and surprising Uh, was anything was it script music setting what really was the biggest part i think
1: i feel like everything is on an equal par um the way it's shot the script the editing structure obviously the performances are all great in their own way i mean jeff bridges disappears into that character ben foster is like a force in this movie um, he's hilarious and like truly crazy, like cr- a crazy character, yeah, but- funny but scary, and just really embodies this character. Chris Pine plays a- Chris Prine. Chris Pine plays a really good, um, really great character as well, and a character that's mysterious and nuanced in a way. And I, I, I was curious. Um, they never really say it explicitly, but. I think he may be a veteran of like Afghanistan or Iraq, but they don't mention it. Um,
2: I kind of thought they were both of them, but I couldn't figure it out. Well, he was well. Ben Foster's
1: character was in prison.
2: I mean, he just got yeah. I know that, but there was I I thought I thought they're doing these news clips in the background. (laughs) I thought there was some either talking head or a graphic or an image of him in the army or something. Did anyone catch that? Maybe I envisioned that. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you envisioned it. I don't Uh, remember that. There's definitely hints of some sort of army background.
1: Yeah. But I I think you're right. I think the script is the highlight of this. And just, you know, that goes, that contributes to the characters, the relationships between the characters. I mean, even the relationship between Jeff Bridges and his partner is like tragic and also like heartwarming um, at the same time. Um, So, there's a lot to say good was, about I mean, this what, movie.
2: Um, what for you like stood out? I mean, in a movie you say it didn't do much new, but like, what was the best aspect?
0: Well, there's there's a few things I I really found myself just hypnotized hip, hypnotized by. Um, uh, beating a dead horse here. The, the script is great. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought Jeff Bridges just was incredible in this movie. Uh, so so quiet so just in this role effortless and then when something happens at the end and you see his reaction to this thing that just happened i just i almost lost it because he was so great Mm -hmm. um so i i just hats off to him i mean he's always great and this is um, one of the better things i've seen him in recently um, I also just thought the way that they shot West Texas was really alluring and almost not I don't wanna say it was like cool, but it was like you know, there was like kind of like a like a I, I kinda like wanted to go there. But well, you're just, selling
2: me on this western feel to it now, yeah because it's like the front t- like you feel like anything can yeah happen kind of thing
0: yeah because I would I mean even like the no law worries. of it is like yeah. kind of like yeah. ooh, like who's like really in charge of this it's just these two guys I guess I mean right it, right. it was it, I don't know really transportive that like it was some place I mean we've seen it we've seen it in movies before but just the way it was shot and presented in these little towns just were, you know, I kind of like wanted to like road trip it yeah. or something. It's very alluring.
1: I've 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 road tripped through West Texas. Um, you, yeah. don't wanna, you don't want you don't want to go there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I want to go there, I mean, but the way this movie you can road trip through it, I'm but not anyway. going to deny. Like, I'm just throwing this out there. Are we? Is it fair that every t- every time there's a movie that like really tries to show landscape wise, and I would say with quote unquote. Like day playing actor wise, um, they try to, when a movie tries to show like real America, like the America that we honestly, we don't listen, we don't live in, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. deep south or like really up north, like in Fargo or something. Um, is it fair to always be like, this is a Coen Brothers movie? I feel like that always happens. I mean, is there really anything in this movie to you other than Jeff Bridges and Texas that like, is it really a Coen Brothers movie or is it more. Because I think, I mean, even my dad, my dad was like, oh, yeah, I heard about that movie. It looks like a Coen Brothers movie. He's, you know, from seeing the trailer. It's like, really? I think. Is it? it? I don't know. Or is it. I think it was. Is it more like a Western? I mean, this is more like, like from that kind of era of filmmaking.
0: I thought it was too heavy to be a Coen Brothers movie.
2: Okay. I I think think a
0: a lot of times for me. Coen Brothers movies are way more lighthearted. They are, but particularly I than think this people is.
2: like like No Country for Old Men is the that's movie probably that their people. That's, of the heaviest that's, movies. Their have, that's Well, like,
0: that that's the you that's, know the one yeah, of their movies the where I, it's, I agree.
2: Do you think it's heavier than that, or uh, it's definitely not as violent as? No, no, no it's not television. as violent. Um, I would I, I know, would argue that. it has more heart and character. I mean, I was never that big of a fan of No Country for Old Men. I felt I was more into these characters than yeah. I, d- I, I, I would definitely agree. Yeah. there's more yeah. dialogue yeah. for sure yeah.
1: in this than there are. There's no country for old men. I think one of the things that it's similar to the Coen brothers besides like really capturing Americana, I guess is the t- the right term the allure of Americana and places you only read about or see in old movies is the different types of people and characters that like. Are inhabit these worlds? Um,
2: They're like the, yeah, the so like actors, the Coen brothers, there.
1: you know, you have like the shop owner, you have the the trailer park manager. You know, we don't give out no information. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and there, you know, the, and then this movie, you have the diner, uh, the diner like waitresses and the diner the patrons, patrons, and, yeah. the bank tellers, the um, the casino. good old boys, the the casino owners, the, uh, the that waitress. Most importantly, the <laughs> that waitress. Old waitress. The, what don't you want? Oh, yeah. That was a great scene. Um, yeah, I think that's... Those are Coen Brothers-esque things, but I think one thing that's interesting about this movie is it is directed by a Scottish director, and he is looking at this world and this these people through a lens from a foreign lens. So he i feel like he's more interested in showing this world more than this story not that it's a bad thing you think it is
2: i see I, cause <clears throat> I would argue that's what the coen brothers do like i feel like i always felt that with them. i i think that even in far like they're more interested in being like look how crazy this community is and i don't know if i felt that way in this movie because i feel like this movie's more plot driven
1: i think i think you're right i think but he balances it really well, is yeah, what I'm saying. I right. think he, he still manages to show... It, keep in mind, this movie was shot in East, eastern New Mexico, which is basically West Texas. Does, there's not much change there. Um, so I think he does a great job of just of showing that landscape and bringing in these humans and yeah. characters into it. Um, it is very Coen Brothers-esque, but it still stands alone... It stands on its own as a strong new Western.
2: Um, I, let's begin to the spoilers here now. Spoilers, um, spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, as I mentioned, there were like a, at least a few moments in this movie that actually surprised me. I, <laughs> I didn't see coming. Did you guys feel that way at any point, or did you kind of see it un- unraveling the way it did?
0: I wouldn't say not that anything surprised me but more so like when the things like when all the pieces kind of fell into place and like their plan became more and more revealed i was it was more oh oh okay not like a if that makes sense
1: yeah i was trying to figure out for a while like why they were robbing these the texas midlands bank and then when it finally becomes revealed that well the texas midlands bank is trying to shut down their mom's ranch and unless they come up with what like 40 some thousand Mm dollars in a short period of time so that's why they're stealing money from the bank so they can pay the bank um which is great um and that that goes into like kind of this overall theme of the movie of like the bank is kind of fucked over this region Mm -hmm. um and when that's revealed what they're doing i was really invested in it because we also find out they find oil they found oil on their property so they're just looking out for Chris, Pine, Chris Pine's family, um, and divorced wife, um, and it, it made it like very selfless. They, they weren't doing it for themselves; they were doing it for other people. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, kind
0: of the definition of I think the whole time I was watching it, I was like, "This is like your definition of antihero." Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A lot of people misthink what antiheroes is, but I'm like, I think this is.
1: Right, 100% that. An anti-hero and, y-
2: and you were saying earlier Maybe before I started really getting into this That like you root for both Parties yeah. here
1: I wanted Chris Pine to, and them to get away with it I didn't want anyone to get hurt And unfortunately <laughs> so, I, mean, and that,
2: and I guess this and is then, what Yeah, and then when, when
1: people got hurt I was rooting for Jeff Bridges' yeah. character To take down Ben Foster's character.
2: Yeah. And when I will I just, I think they crafted this movie for me when Gil Birmingham's character of Alberto gets shot and just dies instantly. I really didn't see that coming. I didn't either. I I think they craft this movie to be like, look, I I actually thought they're like, look, Chris Pine and Ben Foster are going to die and uh, they don't care. They know they're going to, I thought that was the plan actually. Like Chris Pine was like, I'm not going to, that's why he has this conversation. Like you're going to hear things about me Mm -hmm. to his Mm -hmm. son. Who I thought was a terrible actor. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kidding. He's a child. It's not so fair of me. Um, but but I also thought you know you're thinking Jeff Bridges. He's gonna retire. This is his blaze of glory moment. Like he's gonna go out, save the day or not. He's gonna just die on the job because he doesn't know what he's gonna do after this, right? And they even talk about that. They like. And also there's this, this sad moment afterwards where you think of Alberto's character says to Jeff Bridges' character like you know, you've been on this job for 30 years and you're still in one piece. Like, I'd love to be able to say that one day. And then you're like, yeah.
1: oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And they were they were friends. Like, good friends. Yeah.
2: But that did surprise. That generally was like, god damn, that's, I didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the whole... I, I did like the the dynamic between, like, this is... There are a mixture of people in this region that... Are like, well, I don't give a fuck about the bank because they've been stealing from me for, you know, decades. And then there are people who are just itching for a gunfight. Right. I mean, and the that, there's always that hanging above you in every scene that, like, we are in Texas, and you, they, people, everyone is carrying a gun, pretty much. And toward the end, like, they hit these banks early in the morning, so no one's there. Good idea. You know, so they hit these banks. No one gets hurt. They get out. And then toward the end, they realize... Well, let's hit this bank, um, which turns out to be a huge mistake. There's like 20 or 30 people in this bank wait, waiting in line and shit hits the fan. And it is just <laughs> like, like they should
2: have just walked out. They should have. <laughs> uh, Part of me was like, uh, maybe they wouldn't. They just run. Right. And point. then
1: and then they, you know, people die because people start shooting and they're they they run out to the to the truck and are driving away and there are people waiting for them you know, who got word from their friends that like someone was trying to rob the bank and that everyone's itching for a gunfight and like everyone wants to take out this guy, but like there's still law and order right? <laughs> and, and Jeff Bridges character, that interaction with that guy in the truck. He's really like, nice I'll thing. take that shot if you need me. He's like, well, oh, I can't let you do that. I know you want to, but yeah, yeah.
2: I, I think too, in that bank scene also when it just surprise me because again, this movie isn't violent at all. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ben Foster's blowing some dude's brain out, and like you see it. Uh, and that just surprised me visually, being, whoa, I didn't ex- really, at this point, I didn't expect that in this movie. <clears throat> um, so that was also surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is it too early to talk Oscars? Is that a thing? Does I think the, this is a pretty good does the, contender. Does the time of release for this movie surprise you at all? Yep. Colin, first of all, why? I mean, why might be obvious, but also like, I mean, is I don't know, it hurt its this chances? is all
0: studio decision. Maybe the studio just didn't realize what they had. What they had here. I mean, I don't want to. I don't remember what studio even did this. It was a small one, I think. Um,
1: it wasn't Roadhouse,
0: was it? I don't think so.
1: All I know is if this would have been released in November or October, even. Mm-hmm. It, it, would be, it would be in conversation It would be more. in much higher conversation. I think it is in conversation now. Jeff Bridges in particular, maybe Ben Foster, maybe Chris Pine, maybe Screenplay. Um, I don't know about Director, unfortunately. There's just so much now. I mean, we just talked
0: yeah, about so much. Movies something. coming down yeah. the pipeline yeah. here that...
2: I mean, I feel like this time last year, I think it was almost exactly this time last year, maybe a, a couple weeks later, but we were talking about Sicario, you know, going to sweep some Oscars. Mm-hmm. And... uh got Some nominations, it, but it didn't win. It, no, it didn't I, win. Didn't anything. it win sound it, something? Uh, maybe, yeah,
1: like sound design or something? I don't but
2: think it just, so. it's fascinating.
0: no, because I mean, Mad Max got the sounds. Oh, you're right, this it was, on it on was nominated for the
2: sounds. This early on in the season, how like you look at this movie and you're like, oh, Jeff Bridges, Locke. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I do, I think that now, yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do, I mean, I do too. Yeah,
2: but, like, we have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I think uh, I, we've all said it, but I think it's beating another dead horse, but like, he definitely disappeared in that character. Mm-hmm. I think
0: if they promote Jeff Bridges as supporting he has a very well very good chance for being nomina- nominated yeah. yeah which they could easily champion yeah. for him supporting if Christoph Waltz can be a supporting right. character this can be a What about
1: I just the campaigning thing is so ridiculous. Well I think he level. is a supporting. Character. Yeah, he they're is. all supporting. Yeah. None yeah. of I mean Chris Pines well, the only Chris Pine's main Yeah, the main character for yeah. sure. Um he was really good in this too i mean i don't know if it's oscar worthy but like he also disappeared in that character what did you think it Chris fine he was all right for me you didn't like his hair
0: i didn't like the way he looked actually what was with that he was too good looking yeah <laughs> there was like no the, honestly there it's was annoying. like there were annoying. shots where he was like you know like leaning against the post i'm like oh this is a jeans ad
2: <laughs> which he's in like i actually saw him at the airport or he's in like a cologne ad or whatever <laughs> yeah <It's like
0: laughs> it was he's too good looking
1: but, yeah, well, I thought he looked good. He doesn't so. have, like, <laughs> like, Obviously, like, they it didn't could. bother me. I wasn't it, distracted. It, <laughs> well, like, <laughs> it normally doesn't I'd,
2: bother me when someone's too good, like, either. I'm not distracted by it. I'm not like, oh, God, I can't even watch this movie. Look how dashing Chris Pine is. I'm just saying, like, look, West. I mean, I no offense to anyone on that. Statement. Actually, you know what? And, and no offense to anyone in this movie. But you look at all the other characters in this movie. Even Jeff Bridges and his makeup, which is like done really well to make him blend in with every other character in this in this region. Weathered. Chris Pine doesn't look like he's been through. I mean, Ben Foster doesn't really either, but a little more because he kind of he kind of looks a little. Yeah, but it look like Ben Foster gained weight offense. for this
0: role and everything though too.
1: Yeah, I mean they all they I'm look just saying, tan. I, they look tan just, by the sun. And yeah, everything. I just
2: it does take it out of. me a little <laughs> bit he like sweaty. he looks more like he rolled off the set of. Jack Ryan in an action scene, you know, and then walked into that casino rather than, like... I mean, it's, it, look, it's interesting. He, I mean, looks like a, he looks like a Texas good old boy to me. He, I don't know. It just... He doesn't look like the other characters in the movie, I guess. What yeah. I'm like, like, every other character in this movie, even Jeff Bridges, looks like they're pulled off the street. Um, and he just... I don't know. Some opportunity lost there, I think, to to, like, make... To take a pretty boy, cologne added, Jack Ryan, Captain Kirk, acting Chris Pine into grizzled, maybe a little older. Uh, <laughs> he look good with
1: facial hair. So,
2: uh, West Texas guy. I don't know. Got nitpick something. It was, yeah, it it's very nitpicky. But I mean,
0: and it didn't ruin his performance for me or anything. I mean, I still think he was very okay in it. But it. There were just some some shots where it kind of like took me out of the moment where I was thinking, "Oh, that's, he looks really good right there." Like he probably shouldn't be looking this good. Not enough to ruin it, or I think, to like. Is this an interesting? I'm gonna change choice? the subject. <laughs> <laughs> is this is an interesting choice.
1: Yeah, no, I I do think he, I he did look very good, but it didn't bother me. It, it, he fit to me. Um, I think the final scene at. Uh, Chris Pine's ranch with him and Jeff Bridges is might be one of the best scenes of the year. Like just their conversation, could both knowing exactly what they did and uh, the tension in that, and you can almost see like Jeff Bridges' character like inching his fingers like toward where he had his gun. It's just uh, very good. Yeah, it's like an old fashioned standoff. Mm-hmm. That's a well
2: written scene. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it is. Sure. So this is the, is your favorite movie of the year, Mitch? I think so. Colin, where does it stack up?
0: It's in the top five. Maybe top three. Yeah, I think it's It's top four for me. It's up there.
2: Which I think for me would be Nice Guys, Captain America, maybe The Witch in this movie. Top three. So far.
1: This movie, Hail Caesar and the Nice Guys. I rewatched both of those recently. Hail Caesar and Nice Guys. Nice Guys is good. I watched it with subtitles and unfortunately with subtitles like the the humor does not come across because I was watching it in kind of like a louder environment, the bad like sound system. And uh, <clears throat> yeah. It wasn't yeah, as I mean, fu- It's sure not it's, never it's as funny. It's funny <laughs> <without> <laughs> the performance yeah, based, right. Know. It is very performance based. Yeah. Uh, but Hail Caesar is very good. Uh, there's a lot lot hidden in that movie that you pick up later.
2: And what are your other ones? I know the, I know you love The Witch. The yes.
0: Witch, The Lobster. Oh, yeah, the Lobster. lobster. Yeah. Nice guys. I lobster. Although I think I, I would put a hell, or, hell or High Water above The Nice Guys for me. <clears throat> um, but yeah, The Witch and The Lobster are one and two. I know that. Hmm. Right, right,
2: right. Um, any other thoughts on Hell or High
1: Water? There's some great lines. There's some great scenes. Um, anyone notice the scene where they're in the um, Jeff Bridges and Gil... Birmingham are in the uh that hotel room and they have a conversation about uh like uh, televangelists and how you know Mm -hmm. they kind of ruin everything you know they're snake oil salesmen and he's like all right let's watch some football and he flips on the game and and Jeff Bridges has full intention of like spending time and getting to know Gil Robertson's character more because they're friends and whatnot but like he's not interested and there's just a really tragic moment where like Gil Robertson's character turns over in the bed, like, "All right, I'm going to bed and whatnot." And Jeff Bridges is like, "All right," and he picks up a full six pack. Yeah, I love that. And, I and love leaves. That. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, I love that." <laughs> so sad. <laughs> yeah, and then there was the line about uh, Mr. Pibb. It's like, <laughs> I asked for Dr. Pepper, and he's like, "Didn't you hear, Dr. Pe- or Mr. Pibb is for assholes?" Yeah. He's like, "Well, drink up." <laughs> There's some very funny lines in it. Yeah. recommend Uh, totally yeah for sure absolutely yeah definitely one of the better things i've seen all year Mm -hmm. well written cool intense
2: um we end every show every week with um some netflix or video on demand recommendations um i'll go kind of first um
0: Kind of first. Well I You know look I'm
2: not, I haven't I was in bed Bedridden all last week And before that I hadn't been able To watch anything So I haven't really Watched anything new I did watch The Birds on Saturday night Which I I recommend Any Hitchcock movie Of course um, But I also I want to This is sort of strange Let's talk about Video On Demand I want to give a shout out and a little hatred to Delta Airlines. One <laughs> hatred for like I this is just how it is. Like when you you I paid for Wi Fi. When you pay for Wi Fi, they don't let you use Netflix. They don't let you use Amazon Prime. They don't let you use video uh, streaming services. Really, really. But just don't pay for. How Wi-Fi. do they
0: regulate that?
2: Uh, you can, that's, you can block the you IP. You can block and stuff. Oh. Yeah. But I will say that Delta's uh, uh, video-on-demand library that everyone has on their back of their seats is absolutely ridiculously impressive. Like, almost any show you can think of that's current is, is there with most of the seasons. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's movies from, you know, new releases of Captain America and Nice Guys and stuff like that to Casablanca, all the Godfathers, every James Bond movie. Oh. Like, crazy amount of awesome cinema on Delta Airlines. So, way to go. I watched Captain America... Three, which I still think is awesome and was so much fun to watch again even on a little airplane screen um, so I do recommend that which I think is coming out on Blu-ray next week if it's not yesterday um, that's my recommendation um,
1: I watched mostly football in the, past, <laughs> <laughs> the past weekend uh, Texas Notre Dame I don't think any game is going to top that game
2: Um has me worried. first week of the season, Mitch. Come on. Did you watch? Yeah, did so you watch? <laughs> yes, but come on. Texas,
1: Texas-Notre Dame was an amazing game. There was like a score every single drive.
2: I don't know. Don't sleep on the UCF Knights this weekend against the University
1: <laughs> of Michigan. Uh, I'm worried about the Spartans this year. but um, <laughs> uh, So for recommendation, I don't really have much, but I did notice that, um, and I was thinking about it, um, uh, South Park. Bigger, Longer, and Uncut is on Netflix, which is a very funny musical. Mm, uh, so hilarious animation, great satire, which I think is very relevant to today in a, in a sense. Yeah. Um, overreaction and like uh, demagoguery. So, yeah. Let's see that. Come oh, on. I love that. I love that movie. I do love that movie. Um, I have it on Blu ray. looks great. I'm gonna recommend. Can really, tell it's cardboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna recommend a series that is streaming on Amazon Prime uh, called Mister Robot. Oh.
2: Liz is watching that; she loves it. Yeah,
0: it's really great. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. Season one is on there. Season two is currently airing on uh, USA Network. Uh, <coughs> it's just a really hypnotic, um, interesting um, story of um, computer hackers and it's um i don't really know where, I'm not through with season 1 yet but I I don't know where it's going or who's the good and who's bad and um it's really interesting and the music is like
2: really really, really it's like really super techno and like, yeah. yeah yeah nice little uh cyberpunky yes. Trent Yeah Trent Reznor-ish
1: very very
2: that's cool yeah i got to get into that somehow yeah, i don't have amazon prime but i, I have ways you have the internet. <laughs> um, I have the internet, yes. Also, I have On Demand. Mm-hmm. Wow inter- wild TV On Demand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to check out Mr. Robot at some point. Like uh, all the other shows and movies I need to watch.
1: Can't watch them all. Got to accept that fact. Uh, when someone ever says, like, you don't watch this show, I'm just like, what do you want me to do?
2: Yeah, but like, you know, <laughs> this conversation, this podcast, I mean, we're over here talking movies and... You know, you you recommended a Tom Ford movie over a year ago. I still haven't seen it, so obviously not doing something right. i have got to discuss these movies that are uh, over here. You know, like I, said, I want to give watch, an opinion on Mr. Robot. Can't Mitch. watch everything. Still haven't seen uh, Breaking Bad. Okay, I will. Um, see well, you guys that's your own goddamn fault. <laughs> so you
1: fucking loser. <laughs> um,
2: so we will be back next week. I swear to God, we're gonna do it next week as a consecutive week. Uh, with another movie or two, maybe, and we'll sit around and talk about it. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, death threats, thoughts on this movie, suggestions <laughs> for other movies, hit us <laughs> up uh, at Words at gmail.com or on Twitter at D T. For the Wilwards Filmcast, I am Kale. This is Colin. And Mitch. I got through that, guys. That's you. Okay. And uh, we will see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye. This has been a Woodward's Detroit.com production. Your Detroit Avenue to alternative pop culture talk.